Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of The Brown Bag. I'm your host, Michael T. Brown. Hey, follow us on Twitter, at MTBrown98, or at our Facebook or LinkedIn page under the name Michael T. Brown. Are you living on purpose? Are you maximizing your potential and the opportunities that's been afforded to you? What's blocking your success? Are you walking in your God-given destiny? We plan to discuss this and much more with our very special guest today. Hey, Mike, I know you've had the opportunity, like I have, to view that Pepsi Dance for a Chance video presentation that today's guest has produced. Tell me, what do you think about it? Hey, man, it was awesome. You know, it was phenomenal, the progression and all the, the camera angles and the changes and the editing. Everything was phenomenal. I was just like, wow, this is just really something. I could just see the talent there. Yeah, we're going to discuss that with our guest. And think about it. I mean, there were thousands of thousands of entries in that video one. Pretty impressive. Absolutely. Why don't you go ahead and introduce our guest for us, Mike? Keisha Lee is the founder and CEO of Purpose Television Productions, a company that's designed to help people discover and fulfill their life's purpose, a company that helps give voice to individuals in the community who are living out their purpose. Purpose Productions also focuses on creating and producing videos such as commercials, weddings, documentaries, slideshows, competitions, interviews, and concert events. Keisha Lee comes from a line of pastors and ministers, and at the age of seven, she started to recognize her connection with God, and she began to hear her inner voice. She diligently began to seek God for her calling and purpose. At the age of 17, she felt this strong urge to be a voice, to encourage others to live happier and more meaningful lives nationally and around the world. As a child, she had to overcome several obstacles. In spite of it all, she was determined to do all the things that she was told she could not. Even while battling dyslexia, Keisha won an Optimist essay writing contest and gave a speech to the city council members of her hometown. Keisha did all of this without proper diagnosis or medication. She also went on to attend the School of Communication Arts, graduating in Computer Graphic Arts and Animation. Keisha Lee has been afforded many opportunities in her life, such as singing and traveling with the Christopher Brinson Ensemble, as well as internationally known gospel recording artist Pastor John P. Key and New Life. Keisha also works on air and behind the scenes in various arenas, including television, radio, and church ministries. Keisha Lee is also a singer and songwriter. She is humbled at the gifts and talents God has blessed her with. It is her mission to show as many people as possible that living out your purpose in life, having a one-on-one relationship with God, and accepting yourself for who God has made you to be, brings you true joy and happiness. Miss Keisha Lee, welcome to the Brown Bag. So glad to have you on. 
I am so honored to be here. Oh, my gosh. That intro was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, Mike, that's a golden boy. I'm from ear to ear. <laughs> yeah, one of those smiles I'm, you can't wipe off your face. I can't. I'm smiling way too hard right now. Yeah. <laughs> Thank well, you. Well, Keisha, I, I knew once we, uh, once we reconnected here shortly and I saw and heard a lot of the things you were doing, uh, I knew I had to have you on. Thank you. Thank you. I'm honored to I'm very honored to be here. I really am. Yeah, and in just a few moments we want to get a portrait of, you know, what life was like growing up for you. But you gotta tell us about this this uh this winning video that you did with uh Pepsi. Tell us about it. How did the idea come about and um oh. how did it take off? Okay. Um so my beautiful talented niece, um, she came to me and she called me one day and she said, Anki, can you do this video for me? I'm trying to enter this Pepsi contest. And I'm like, absolutely. (laughs) Of course. Just tell me when. And it was a very short time between um, when she called me and the deadline that this had to be done. It was within like a week and a half, I think. So it had to, everything had to be done very quickly. Um, so I went down, and I live in Raleigh, um, and she lives in Sanford, so I had to travel down. Uh, we went one, um, I think it was a Tuesday night, and uh, she had been practicing um, for, I think, like a week or so. Um, and she was just ready to do it, and they had to come up with the idea, her and my sister, had come up with the idea of... Um, uh, well, you know the mirrors um, video, uh, not video, but commercial that Beyonce did with Pepsi, and yeah. so she's in all the various outfits of the past, right? Past videos and stuff like that she's done. Okay, so um, they came up with that idea, and they came up with three outfits. One being Sasha Fierce from uh, the Single Ladies uh, video. They tried to mimic that outfit, and one was from Crazy in Love. Um, they had tried to mimic that one. And I think the other one, I'm not sure what video they got that one from, but it was another video that she'd done. Um, so they came up with, they came up a little bit with how they wanted it done. Um, but I came in and did a little tweaking. How about we do this? How about we do that? And, and have the video playing in the background. How about we position it like that? So I came in and did a little tweaking. Um, I, I came in with the idea of her trying to um, drink the Pepsi can along with Beyonce. Uh, I came up with that uh, idea and um, doing going from doing the storyline really with it um, to where She's looking at the video, uh, she's looking at the commercial, and then she's like, you know, I want to find, look into a mirror with a Pepsi can, if I turn into something else. <laughs> if I turn into something else. So I said, okay, let's, let's kind of go along with that storyline, and you kind of phase out and become Beyonce um, in those three outfits, and then you come back to yourself. And so that's that's where that whole that the whole idea came from, and it was very hard to get some of those camera angles, but I am very um, I I gotta do whatever it takes to get the right angle. I have a, a huge passion for uh, camera work, and I have for a few years. And um, I've contorted my body in all kinds of ways just to get the right shot. The right shot wow. means a lot to me. Um, so yeah, that was it. Was pretty hard. It was it was kind of hard to do. I felt very sorry for my niece because she had. Um, I know we taped her doing that dance at least fifty times. Wow. And she did it all the way through in five-inch heels every time. Big shout-out to Niece, right? Oh, God, Sierra Ferguson. <laughs> she is amazing. Now, did <laughs> you know amazing. her dancing ability? Did you know the level of dancing she could bring? Yes. <laughs> she has okay. always been a dancer. Always. My sister is a dancer. They actually have a um, a mime team um, called Garment of Praise, um, and they are amazing. And I'm not saying that just because that's my sister and my niece, but they are amazing. And when they put their uni- their uniforms on, and it's a mime team, so they do the, the white makeup on the face and um, all that, they are amazing. They they really bring forth that energy and spirit, and it's it's amazing. I cry almost every time I see them perform, like wow. almost every time. And they yeah, have traveled that, um, and performed. Give that website because I know you have some footage of them on your website. Give that website out real quick. It is um, my website or theirs? Uh, their their website or mine? 
Well, both. Okay. Um, well, mine is www.ilivonpurpose.com. I live on purpose. A lot of people put liveonpurpose.com, so don't forget the I. I live on purpose.com. I did do a, a story, a person of the week article on, on them, uh, and there is a, a video also and you, the ways that you can connect with um, them. But I believe their website, and I hope I'm not wrong, is um, the garment of praise, mime. Dot com. Don't quote me on that one. You know? um, but it, they do have a beautiful website, and they also have a DVD out right now that you can purchase. Yeah, awesome. they're amazing. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, Keisha, let's talk a little bit about um, your journey, your personal journey. Tell us a little bit what life was like growing up for you, how you navigated it, and how it's brought you to where you are now. Wow. Um. Somebody, I interviewed somebody once, and it's to the left a little bit right here, but I interviewed somebody once, and they said, well, I grew up a poor black child. (laughs) Every time somebody asked me, (laughs) I just thought that was so funny. Uh, Shout out to Vonda Reeves for that one. It was just a funny moment. But, um, yeah, um, you know, we, we did not have a lot of money, but it, it wasn't a big deal. Um, you know, uh, we grew up in, you know, some of the worst neighborhoods um, in Sanford, North Carolina. It was called the bottom. Um, anybody wow. from Sanford know, know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> if you're from Sanford, nine times out of ten, you know about Horton Park, you know about Washington Avenue, you know about the bottom, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so no that's doubt. Where, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. So that's why I was, um, I was, I started out being raised there. We did some traveling, Um uh, different places. We even went to Brooklyn um, for a little while. Um, crazy. My parents were very young when they got married, um, hmm. 14, um, 14 and 16. Wow. Yeah, when they got married. I did not married. know that. Yeah, they were very young, <laughs> and they are still very young. Um, and they they did – Oh, I, I think for them being young and trying to still figure out life for themselves – I think they did an amazing job trying to raise two kids because they had my sister. They had my sister at 14 and 16. My sister is two years older than I am, and then they had me at 16 and 18. So wow. they had a family before they hit 20, a, a full out family. So they were very young, um, and I, I think they did a wonderful job. Uh, you know, um, of course, my, my grandparents were around. You know, I, I miss my grandma, grandma a lot, grandma Ruby um, a lot, and my other grandma, my dad's mom, um, uh, Josie is what they called her, Grandma Josie. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I, I just, I, uh, I think my childhood overall was was fun and good. You know, um, I. Yeah, we didn't have a lot of money, but like I said, it wasn't a big deal. It didn't seem to be a big deal. Now, I did have some um, some personal struggles. Um, I, I didn't know what was wrong with me. Um, I had dyslexia um, and a bit of ADD, and I didn't really know. You know, back then, we, it was not a whole lot of diagnosis going on. You know, you just did what you did. You did what you, you just called whatever. I, well, you just I didn't have ADHD. Or that, or that boy or that girl <laughs> can't read. You know right, you were called stupid. You right, were right, called right. dumb, stupid, um, slow, you know, all yeah. those things. And, um, you know, it was a goal of mine. I didn't want anybody to know my struggles. I didn't want anybody to think I was stupid. That was, like, mm. one of the worst things in the world. I was like, I know I'm struggling. I don't know why I'm struggling. My friends are not struggling. But I'm struggling. People didn't know I would stay up really, really late at night just to finish my homework because I couldn't wow. stay focused. I would stay up till 11, 12 o'clock at night sometimes just to finish my homework, and we'd turn around and get up about 5 o'clock in the morning. And I did that for a number of years. And this wow. started from uh, elementary school, middle school. This was all of my, you know, school life. Um, I struggled. I struggled a lot. Um, sometimes I would see stuff, and the way it came, I would see it correctly. But when it came out of my mouth, it was backwards sometimes. So I used to hate to read out loud. If I read out loud, I, it just felt like a magnifying glass was put on me, and everybody was looking at me, and that's how it felt every time. And I knew that if I slipped up one word, that after everything else, I would everything else would be terrible, 
I would I would be I would freak out so much. And as soon as I messed up or, or mispronounced one word, it was like in my mind, everybody now thinks I'm stupid. So I had to overcome a lot of that, um, and and I did. And I said, you know what? My driving force, and, and, it, and it might sound weird, but it worked for me, was I am determined for people to not think I'm stupid. So I'm going to do everything I can for them not to know that. So I would wow. press through hard, hard, hard. I even took some of the college prep classes, which were hard, <laughs> just to prove that I was. I didn't struggle. I'm fine. I'm just like everybody else. They hmm. didn't know I struggled. Very, very hard. My friends were so smart. <laughs> I was like, how was my yeah. friends? They are so smart. I don't know. I didn't know what that was. Um, but but it was cool. I said, I made it. I, I, I like the announcement or the intro said, um, I, di- I did win uh, an essay writing contest. And I think one of the hardest things for me to do was read it in front of uh, a council of people. I'll never forget it. It was where... Um, uh, Western Sizzler, uh, I don't know, they've changed that building so much in Sanford. Um, yeah. It used to be Golden Corral, I think, a long time ago. It was one of those buffet places. And they capped off a room, they uh, secured a room, and it was all the city council members there. They were sitting there and they were eating and they were looking right at me. And I had to stand there and do the speech. And I was very honored um, to have been chosen, and that was great. And shout out to Miss Cindy White. She was my English teacher back then. She was very encouraging to me. Um, she let me know that there was nothing that I couldn't do. So I will always remember her and thank her for that. Um, she encouraged me to do this. And, and when I won, I was happy and I was afraid out of my mind for the longest time. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, I'm shaking and everything, you know. Um, Why were you afraid? But that was, that was great. Because I had, I knew I had to do a speech out loud, and that was one of oh. my biggest fears. That was, that was one of my biggest fears. Yeah, I mean, feel, I, I just, I was definitely afraid. Now, how, now, take me through how you transitioned from those feelings of inadequacy into into your purpose. And the reason why I ask you that is because I believe mm-hmm. you're gonna be helping a lot of people when you talk about those struggles. Uh, I'm a firm believer that, in many ways, we run into adults that are so connected to what happened in childhood or the things that either encouraged us or discouraged us. In many ways, we're trying to work that off. How did you – talk about that process for you, transitioning out of those feelings of inadequacy into discovering your purpose. Well, honestly, a lot of it had to do with my upbringing in church um, because – in reading scripture and hearing preachers, I really believed that despite my struggles, that there was nothing that I could that I couldn't do. I mean, the the word said that, you know, yeah. you can do all things, right. you know, through Christ who strengthens you, and right. I believed it. I mean, it, you know, a lot of people see this is this is one of, I think, one of the um, major issues. People will say something over and over and over and over again, and they say they believe it and they rejoice and they shout and they run around the church and all that. But then you get them, if, you, if they be honest, they struggle with actually believing that. They yeah. really struggle with it. And I really believe it. I'm like, you know what? I believe that. I believe that. That's, there's nothing I can't do. If I, put my mind, if I work hard at it and, I, and, and I, 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 there's nothing I can't That said that. And it's supposed to be the word of God, and yeah. I believe it. You know what I'm saying? And, that's, and it was something in me. There was a, a determination that was always there with me. You Gee, know, I got to stop I, you right there. You, 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 sent, sure. you sent chills up my – you sent chills on that one. I, I got to pause and hit rewind here. You okay. Said, no, let's, let's look at this. I'm struggling. Sure. I, I have these feelings of inadequacy. But I heard the word of God and believed it. Now, now, now I mean – to some that might sound simplistic, but I, I really want to drive that point home. I can do mm-hmm. all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me to really mm-hmm. take that to heart and to let heart. that be medication. Wow. Yes. Powerful. That's a good way to look at that. that that's exactly what it was. That's exactly what it was. That was your it, medication. It, it, yes. 
at the, at the time. <laughs> that, my determination, and the, I really believe that. I it just, I mean, it, it just, when I read that, it resonated with me so much that it almost embodied every part of my being. And I said, yes, I can. It yes. says I can. I believe it. I believe it, and I don't doubt it. And And... It, and I've lived my life by it. And think I how really many have. how many of us struggle mightily, um, and and I say that as a journey because you know I certainly haven't arrived to where you know there's never any unbelief. And I love the scripture that talks about where the, the man said, you know, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Oftentimes, mm-hmm. there's a part of us that we we know the word or we we, we step out on it, but there's still a little bit of doubt. You know, so to hear you talk about how the word of God has impacted you um, and helped you transition um, goes a long way. Take a few moments. Talk to that person right now who's, who maybe has low self-esteem. Maybe there's a young person listening who says, you know, I have that dream. I have that vision. I see great things in my future. There's something blocking them there. And I know this is very personal for you because of your own personal journey. Take just a few moments and speak to that person. Let me tell you, first of all, I want to say stop beating yourself up so much. People that send out a negative energy, you don't want to do that. Stop beating yourself up. Now, who are you to beat yourself up if if God has already forgiven you? Yes. Are you bigger than God? No. Mm. And I know that it's hard to – because for me, I, 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 I mean, I took a huge journey. I mean, I went up, I grew up being super church girl to uh, making what, you know, a lot of people say, quote, unquote, a lot of mistakes, Mm -hmm. a lot of decisions that just didn't go my way. And I struggled with having to forgive myself for the stuff I had done. Mm -hmm. And so people, if they would just, one, that is the first step, please forgive yourself. Mm. There is, there, today is a day, a new day, you're breathing, you're living. Nothing is that serious to where you are just going to just destroy your life because you can't get over something that you have done. The guilt is winning. Wow. That negative spirit is winning. Don't allow it. Let it go. If God has forgiven you, who are you to not forgive yourself? People will not let you forget what you've done. And, and, and it's hard. And trust me, I know it's been my journey. It is very hard to do. Yeah. But another step is know who you are. Hmm. Know who God is mm. in you. If you realize that the Spirit of God abides on the inside of you, and there's so many scriptures to back that up, God in me. In you're preaching me is a right lot now, Keisha. You, you, you're preaching lot. about this. <laughs> No, for real, for real. You're preaching right now. Yeah, God in you. People look at God like he's way far away from us, that he's unreachable, and that he's way, he's not paying attention to me. He's up there. He's got uh, the whole world to look after. How do you know that God is, um, knows everything that's going on in your life? Mm. He's in us. His spirit, source, energy. He's in us. That's yeah. how he knows. That he's omnipresent, omnipotent, omniscient, all that. He's everywhere all the time. He is. God is. Everything. God is. He's in you. And if you realize that his, that inner voice that you hear, that you ever have a moment where you like, you know what, I should make, you know, um, I, I have something in me is telling me to make this left. But you know what, I'm going to make a right. You make a right and you get lost. And then you say, how many moments can we say, count on our hands, say, you know what, something told me not to do that. Something told me not to say that. Something told me to go the other way. I should have listened. What do you think that is? People call it Holy Spirit. Some people call it uh, inner guide, um, spirit guide. Some people call it uh, your conscious. Mm -hmm. All of it is the same thing. It really is. It is God, if we quiet our minds enough, God is always speaking. 
We're mm. just not always listening. We, got, we go through the hustle and bustle of life, and we forget to hear God. We pray at him all the time, at him, and I use that word strategically. We pray at God all the time. We talk, yeah. talk, 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 amen, well, gimme, and we're gimme, done. Gimme. Right, give me, give me, give me. Right. They talk, they talk. And, and, and honestly, I, I meditate way more than I pray. Because I'm like, why am I reminding God of what's going on in my life when he already knows? Well. I meditate because I, I exalt, I praise, then I meditate. Because in meditation, you quiet your mind enough to hear God. Yeah. What kind of relationship if only one person is talking? If you're talking at God and you don't give him a, a chance to talk back, is that really a relationship? No. A relationship wow. is decided. You can't talk at God, say amen, and say whatever. Yeah. It don't work like that. That's why I, one of my key messages is get to know God for yourself, but I promise you what is being told to you, God is, is not God. God is to every individual. Your relationship to God yeah. is your own relationship to God. You can't compare your relationship with, to God or with God with anybody else's relationship with God. It's yeah, personal it's between it's you interesting and God. You that. It's interesting you mentioned that some of the influences that shape our views of life or shape our views of God and spirituality. I'm so, I'm so glad you pointed that out. I was thinking earlier this morning, you know, some of the things that maybe people tell us or some of the tapes that we play in our mind to touch on some of your testimony earlier, you know, whether you hear subtly or unsubtly, you know, you're not good enough, or oh, no, God, that's yeah. not you. And, but the impact that has on a child or even adults can be huge. And I, and I want to stop and, and pause and, 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 and deal with that for a minute. We've got to be careful what comes out of our mouths to others, especially as pertains yeah. to their destiny. And when you talk about getting to know God for yourself, uh, that's important because some people go off of what God meant to grandma or grandpa. And, and that's go. good to a certain extent, but uh, everything grandma and grandpa did was not right, whether <laughs> it was intentional or unintentional. So it's not they about lie. a blame game, you know. It's not a blame game to say, you know, they did this that's to me right. or they did that to me. That's more of a victim mentality. I'm not talking about that there mentality, but more so right. to be able to come back and say, okay, grandma or grandpa meant well, but the word of God says this. Okay, and I choose to believe the word of God. Hey, Keisha, I want to play a little bit of a word association with you. Is that okay? Absolutely. Let's do it. Um, I'm going to mention a word to you, and I want to hear, I want you to elaborate on what that word means to you. Okay. First word, purpose. Purpose is the name of my company. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's all right. Get a plug in. Get a plug in, girl. That's all right. Oh, I just had Get a bird open there. That's I'm right. very silly. <laughs> very silly. Okay. Um, yeah, purpose. Mm. I want to say this real quick because the word purpose meant one thing to me um, before I start reading this book. And then I start coming to a better understanding of what purpose is. So I have to mention this. The Book of Purpose, the U Testament, the Y-O-U Testament, written by Tracy McNeil, amazing book, amazing book. Uh, it talks about purpose, mission, passion, um, and what purpose is. And it's, it's just an amazing book, and I'm in the middle of reading it. And I tell you, every time I just get those chills, those moments of that, that – re- that resonate with you, that's like, yes, I feel that, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, love, love the book. I can't wait to finish it, I'm going through it. But I tell you, I got to, if you don't mind, I would love to read this one part. It says, sure, purpose is who you are and why you are here. Mission is what you are here to do and the means by which you function. Passion is the energy and the level of intensity by which you successfully carry it out consistently. Wow. Basically, it's your why, what, and how. 
That's and awesome. she really goes through and she breaks it down. So purpose, I used to think purpose and uh, mission was the same thing. I really did. You know, purpose is what you came here to do. But it's more so what you came here to be. Mm, I see. You know, um, basically, for me, for me, my purpose is to evolve, to love. My purpose is to embody just, oh, my gosh, creativity, creating, freedom, 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 mm. passion, mm-hmm. and just, oh, my gosh, encouragement, happiness, joy, peace. Those are what I'm here to be embodied. Let's talk about encouragement. That's, that's huge. That's huge. I believe yes. encouragement in many ways uh, is fuel to the fire. Uh, encouragement can literally be the difference maker in a person's life. Imagine somebody on the precipice of getting ready to step out into a venture. I think of, you know, think of you, for example, and, and Mike Fordham, people who've sat back and said, why not me? Or, or your niece, yeah. let's say your niece. Um, yeah, why, can't yeah. I win the, why can't I win the, uh, the Pepsi challenge? Why not me? But there's going to be thousands of people trying out. Why? But the ability to come back and say, why not me? Literally, Keisha, I believe encouragement, somebody, mm-hmm. somebody being positive in your ear saying, why not you? Go for it. Talk a little bit about encouragement. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. I love That's encouragement. That's a sermon all by itself, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Oh, my gosh, encouragement. I admire my niece so much for going out on a limb because she wasn't she didn't feel confident the first. That's two Pepsi contests. There was two. Um, the first one, there was a different prize. The second one, second one was a different prize. Um, the first one, she didn't feel confident enough. And I'm like, you're one of the best dancers I know. Why didn't you enter the first one? She was like, I just didn't feel like I had a chance. She said, but when I saw the second one, she, just, she encouraged herself. She said, I, I think I can do this. Why not? Why not? That moment. Why not me? that moment. So I'm very proud of her. Had I known that she was interested, you know, the first go-round, oh, I'd have been all in her ear because I'm all about positivity and, right, and, right. and energy and encouragement. Oh, God, yeah. That's, that's everything that I'm about. Now, and now let's one rewind of the that. that let's rewind it. You were in her ear saying, yeah, why not you? Let's imagine the reverse, which oftentimes happens. Uh, yeah, you right. You probably won't win. Literally, the words that we speak to people, words have power. And just sometimes that person saying, yeah, you're right, you you probably won't win, or, you know, you you really aren't good enough. Words can have a huge impact. Words can have a huge impact if you allow it in your life. Yeah. If you allow it. And sometimes it's hard to come against those defenses. You know what I mean? Um, All my life, I I was told that I wasn't. Sometimes there's spirits. Yeah, they're very strong. They can be. Yeah. They can be. You know, um, we, ha- we do have power. God has given us creative power, manifestation, all that. We can create our own experience here. We can. Um, God has given that to us. As he created, he allows us to create as well. So nothing really happens to us that we don't really sometimes, in a way, allow. Um, mm. So we can and we do have that power. So if you allow those negative things to come in and beat that's you right. up, then right. you allowed it. You did it, it's allow It's our choice that. at that point. People can say what they want it to. It is our it's choice. our choice. That's right. To believe it. It is our choice to believe it. Um, we allow ourselves to be victims of things. I can tell you this. All my life, ever since I was a little girl and I started getting interested in getting into sports and stuff like that, I was told, you're not coordinated enough to do it. And my response was, so watch me go and do it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everything you tell me I can't do, I'm going to prove you wrong. So I, I, think, you there, I think you just helped somebody there. I think you just helped somebody there. Use it. Use I, I remember, I think I saw a documentary on Michael Jordan, and it talked about how he would allow the critics to motivate him. Yeah. Like, I mean, he, he, he chose to use So if somebody said something in an article, he he posts it up so he can view it and say, I'm about to show everybody wrong. You know, I'm about to show oh, everybody I, I can't be a team player. So when you talk about um, – that's a, that's a powerful teaching tool, what you said there. 
take the negative and use it as fuel. It's all about perspective, Michael. It really is. You can use what somebody says that's supposed to hurt you. Even sometimes the hurt is not intentional. Maybe that's what they really think. They really think, well, yeah, I don't think that's Or it's in their experience or how they – and many times it's it's a view of their own self-esteem. It's like, well, I can't do stuff, so I guess you can't do stuff. (laughs) Right. A lot of people do take on that. They really do. Yeah, sometimes sometimes the motive is, you know – not a bad motive, you know, intentionally, um, but sometimes the motive is to hurt you. But it's up to you the way it's all about perspective. I chose to use that negative, and it hurt, but I chose to use it as a positive because not only did I want to prove it to them, I wanted to prove it to myself. Yeah. Yes, I can do it. Watch me be the best cheerleader on the squad. Wow. Watch me have the best jumps. Watch me play softball for three years. Watch me slide into base. Watch me play basketball, even though we were terrible teams. <laughs> we were terrible teams. Right, we right. were bad. But I started and finished every game, and I was the best point guard that I knew to be, even wow. with not that much teaching. And you you know, tell me I can't you... do it, and then watch me do it. You know, it's interesting you mention that. And I, when I speak with students or I just speak with people in general, I, ha- I try to create a balance with that. I'm, I'm a firm believer we can take what people say and use it as motivation, but I think yeah. there has to come a point where there's a certain amount of internal motivation. Like, for example, when you talked about, you know, uh, I'll sit here all night if I have to to get this homework done. Mom yeah. or daddy might not be in your ear telling you. They might say, you know, you know Keisha, just go on and go to bed. But sometimes it's because, let's face it, if we're using people sometimes as our motivation, that person might get hit by a bus. Well, now why are you, now why are you going to do it? You know what I'm saying? You know, so, so it, we can use it, and I'm glad you talked about also internal motivation. Hey, Mike, I want to bring you in. I know you've been listening. Uh, what are some of your, your thoughts, your reflections? Uh, any questions for Keisha? It's funny, actually, I see uh, another similarity in Keisha and I. Um, you know, <laughs> this is something that I've learned from a child, that your your struggles are your training for who you're going to be. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. I love it. You know, you, you've been given yes. these things so that you can um, persevere and understand what your potential is, because anything in life that's easy for you does not help you to grow, you know, mm-hmm. and... Um, right. With that, you know, you find yourself um, learning a little bit more about yourself, becoming stronger in certain areas, and, and it may not be for you necessarily. It may be for someone else, you know. So you, you always have to um, be very careful of um, resisting your struggles. Some of these things uh, are for you to actually um, be a part of a process that's bigger than you. Yes. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Very, I love that. Keisha, tell us a little bit about um, how your journey has led you now to your professional career. Take us, let's do a little bit of inside baseball here as far as some of the things you've done um, with your production company. Uh, how has what you've gone through, some of your experiences, fueled you in what, you, what is now your professional work? Let me tell you, it, it, the core base is I slipped up and, and realized who I was. It's been revealed. You know, um, I really looked deep down in myself, and I really believe that God's spirit abides on the inside of me and all of us. And, the, and if that is in you, what in the world can you not do? You know, there's wow. nothing you can't do, Nothing. And I believe that with all my heart. Like, I believed it when I was younger, and I, I, I took it into myself. But when I got older and really started to discover who I was and, and how important alignment is and belief in who you are and what you want to do, how much that played a part, and, and it, stuck, it stuck to me. I believed it. There was nothing that can shape my belief on it. And after that, I thought just, well, Keisha, what do you want? What do you want to do? And I said, okay, well, I want to, I want to host a show. I want, to, I want my own show. So I created the website, or, you know, someone created it for me. I don't have that talent. I can. I believe that I can, but I don't have the desire to know that. 
<laughs> I believe that we can learn anything and we can do anything, but that's just not one of those things that I want to learn. I'll learn that later. <laughs> but right. someone created a beautiful website for me, and it was kind of like the, um, you know, um, the, the first step for um, the show. You know, uh, somewhere, somewhere where someone can come and watch the, you know, to, to watch the show. And, and plus, I wanted to encourage people. So my entire website is all about empowerment, um, encouragement, being aligned with who you are, um, all of that. So I, I wanted to do that first. I always wanted to be a voice. Um, I always knew that that was a part of what I was here to do, a part of my mission. Um, mm-hmm. I always knew that. Um, I didn't know, a lot of times we don't know what, in what way we're supposed to, we, we'll, we'll feel something, this is what I'm supposed to do, but how and in what way. Um, and so at first I thought it was supposed to be like, you know, my ancestors, you know what I'm saying? My grandfather was a pastor and uh, my dad was a pastor and my mom's a minister and my aunt's a minister and it was all in the family. So I was like, maybe that's what I'm supposed to be. I know I'm supposed to be a voice. I know that. I don't even question that. But in, in what way? So I thought I was supposed to be a minister. Well, I, I went through the process and uh, became a minister at 27. And, um, you know, not long after that, I realized that I don't think this is the route that was meant. And that's all right. Yeah. Let me tell you something. It's <laughs> People, again, stop being so hard on yourself. Yeah. If you go one route and you realize that might not be the route that you were supposed to take, there's nothing wrong with going back to the drawing board. Yeah. It's all about your happiness. What what reason would you stick in something that you know you're not supposed to do? This is not quite it. And, and so let me add, and let me add, Keisha. I, I don't mm-hmm. mean to cut you off, but let me add. You're good. Uh, mm-hmm. You are still ministering. Exactly. Not all ministry not right. takes place behind right. the pulpit. There you go. Somebody's got to go into the airways. Somebody's got to go, as the Bible says, into the highways and byways. Highways, there you go. You know, and, and, and get our hands dirty sometimes <laughs> in some, some places that not everybody's called to go into. So when you mentioned that, that's what stood up to me. Um, you mm-hmm. are ministering, you, you know, and uh, not all ministry comes in the same environment. In the same form, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I knew I was going to be a voice, and I said, I can be a voice this way. I can encourage people. You know, in this way with the website, and then yeah. I said I want to incur. I want to have a show where people, I I interview people who are living their purpose. The sole reason is to motivate and encourage other people that they can do the same. I want to talk to everyday people along with you know people who uh, are more known and successful. That was my goal at first, and then somehow, and and I did that. I accomplished that. I had my um my show. Of course, called purpose, and I did my interviews, and it was wonderful. But somehow, my passion shifted after that. And instead of wanting to be in front of the camera, I wanted to be behind the camera. And because I am such a visual person, and you know, I always have been. And I had done previous camera work before, so every time I was behind that camera lens. It was just like, oh, gosh, I love it. I love it. And that passion became stronger and stronger in me. So I said, all right, I want to be behind the camera. So mm-hmm. I got correspondence. Shout out to Solomon McCauley and Treva Thompson. They are amazing correspondents for the Purpose Team. I love them so much. Also, big shout Yeah, I saw the interview Ed. on your website that uh, you did with John P.T. I saw that. Yes, yes. Yeah, I can't I believe that. you remember me because it had been a number of years since I, I talked to them and they seen me last because I went from Charlotte to, to Colorado. So <laughs> they didn't see me for a while. That's a whole other <laughs> so, story, I'm sure, right? <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. My life has definitely been a journey, a journey that I have enjoyed. It's been some rough times and some great times, but it's been wonderful, the whole experience. I love life so much. You know what I mean? It's so yeah. fun. It, it, <laughs> it's it, it's fun. worth living, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It definitely is. And there's been times where I was, I was, I was attempted to kill myself twice. Wow. I, I attempted to take it all. And you know why? Because I struggled with what people said that I, I am supposed to be and what I was. Wow. I felt like I, there was a mold that I had to sit in. This is what you're supposed to be. That's what people would say. This is what you're supposed to be. God said this is what you're supposed to be. God told me to tell you what you're supposed to be. God told me to tell you, and I'm going to say this right now. 
people who are doing, who are on that tangent of saying God said to me to tell you, please be careful because you're messing with people's lives. Oh, wow. And I mean that with all kinds of conviction. Yes, I do. Because there has, I was told from the time that I was a teenager up until my 20s that I had a generational curse on my life. And all my life, well, the second time that I tried to kill myself, the first thing that came to my mind is you don't want to pass this, whatever this generational curse is on your life, you don't want to pass it down to your child. So you might as well just give life up now because you don't want to do that. That's heavy, Keisha. That was that was a That's very heavy. heavy weight on me because I, I got to the point where I'm like, yeah, you all keep telling me that, but what is it? How do I get rid of it? How do I get rid of it if I don't know what it is? How are you going to tell me that there's something wrong with me, but you can't tell me what it is? You're messing with people's lives. And that's why what and you, you said earlier is so it. important, but you have to have your own relationship with God. Exactly. What does, the, what does the Bible say about who I am? And when you said that I choose to believe the word of God mm-hmm. over what somebody might call a prophecy, and I don't get me wrong, I'm not get, that's not what this is about. Some folks, no. I believe, you know, that they're – can have the gift of prophecy on my on their lives. But one thing I don't believe is anything that you're going to tell me is prophetic, if it doesn't line up with the word of God, <laughs> that's false prophecy. Yes. And, you not know, only, and, and God not speaks to us, too, about who we are. Yeah. Like, like, like why didn't he, he told you about me? I got my own relationship with God. What does he say to me about it? <laughs> if it does not resonate with you, don't, don't, don't pull it into yourself. Don't. Because we all have our own inner God system, who is the Holy Spirit, who is God, who is source. All that is already in us. If it does not resonate with us, if there's something in you that says that's right, throw it out because it could damage your life. And I just, I'm saying to people, I do believe that people are prophetic. I, I believe that with all my heart. I do mm-hmm. believe that. But I tell you what, these people who are just saying stuff just to be saying it, and there's a lot of people that are doing that, yeah. please stop doing that. If God didn't tell you that, if you're guessing, if you think that's what God said because you want to say something to this person, and that happens a lot too, don't do that. Or, or, or my thing too is, Keisha, is like, you know, when you talk to God for yourself, uh, you won't fall for it's it. Like, look, it's like, look, it's like, look, I've been talking to him all day. There you go. So you the things concerning that. me, we got a great relationship. You know what I'm saying? There you go. And that comes back to what you talked about, about, you know, getting to know God for yourself. That right there will preach all day long. I mean, and that is really where a lot of that came from for me, to get to, to get to know God for myself, because people come to me and say stuff, and I'm like, oh, my God, you know, what should I do? You know, you know I would freak out, you know what I mean? I don't do it. I would. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. God, help me. I don't know what she said this and we said this to me. And, you know, well, I fell out and all that. You know, I don't know what to do. You know? <laughs> yeah, I fell out. They threw oil on me and everything. Like, oh, God, I got dashed with all kinds of oil. All kinds of oil in the hair. All that. They got me. They got me, slathered me all down. I got all that, covered all the way up, all that. You know what I mean? I mean, that happened. That, that was my experience. And I and that's why I, I say to people so much, don't go by what people say your relationship with God is supposed to be. Right. You have a relationship with God. Don't try to change who you are yourself. As you get closer to God, changes will happen. Yeah. Don't try to. A lot of people, you know, I gotta get right before I give myself to, get, you know, really allow God to do things in my life or get saved. Some people call it get saved and that whole thing. No, you be who you are, and the closer you get to God, changes will happen. But you have to have a relationship. People pray and moan all day. Are you? Yeah. That's wonderful. Are you letting yeah. God give you a chance? Are you allowing God to talk back? Because and then you know, what are you down there for? And that's one thing I love about, you know, the Bible and, you know, what I personally stand on in my, my Christian faith is that Jesus literally would go and meet people right where they are. Right where they are. And he, and he loved is them. That come like you when are? you come in contact with Jesus, you can't, if you really come in contact with him and relate with him, just like in the Bible, 
He loves mm-hmm. us too much not to keep us there. Like you said, the changes will come. And I understand people have different beliefs and different philosophies, and, and mm-hmm. I can respect that. But at the same time, I'm glad you pointed out that, you know, when you come in contact with God, he'll, he will start to change us. He'll start to change our character. Things about you will shift and change. You'll become more in alignment with who you really are the closer you get with God. Yeah. So you don't have to try to do anything on your own. Stop trying to do, stop being so hard on yourself. Yeah. But people say that they're not worthy enough to come to God. Are you kidding me? He loves you just like you are. Yeah. And the closer that you get to him, the more things will change for you. Stop trying to change yourself. Mm, Be good. put up to him to evolve who you are. You just get in alignment. Yeah. That's your job. You get in alignment with God. You have that relationship with God, and things will just naturally happen. It will. Stop That's trying good. to do it yourself. That's good. Hey, Keisha, tell us about some of what you want to accomplish through purpose. What do you see um, for yourself down the road? Tell us a little bit about that and your craft and your love of craft. I know I spoke with you offline, and you talked about um, the hours that you're willing to put in to get the product okay. right. And I was speaking with Mike as well, and he's like, you know, man, this 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 young lady obviously takes what she does seriously, this level of production. Oh. Talk a little bit about oh, God, you know, yeah. your vision as far as for purpose and, and what you hope to see down the road. I have not had a passion for something to the level and the, the extent that I do from video recording and editing. There is a passion there that keeps me awake at night, literally. Um, not that I can't sleep. It's just I lose track of time because I'm so engulfed in what I'm doing. <laughs> I love yeah. it. And I encourage anybody, please find your passion. Find your purpose, who you are, what your mission is, and your, and your, and your passion. And, and really kind of go off your passion. What are you most passionate about? What gives you that joy without you having to get paid for it? Some people get joy because, oh, yeah. I'm, about get, I'm about to get paid. Yeah. Of course I want to get paid. I mean, who doesn't want to get You and need money you to survive. That. I appreciate you just keeping it real and saying that. Right. There's nothing wrong with wanting yeah. to get paid. There's <laughs> nothing wrong. You get paid for your gifts. You, you yeah, ain't nothing wrong with that. But if your motivation is money, you might mm, think you, that's good. That's different. If your motivation is yeah. about, I'm about to get this paid, I'm going to do this because I'm about to get paid. You know, no, uh, no. <laughs> Is that your passion, though? There's nothing yeah. like going into your passion and then making money doing what you love to do. That's uh, a I huge see. difference. It's not yeah. work then. It don't, seem, it don't seem hard. It don't seem like a clock in, clock out, nine to five. It feels like you're passionate about this thing, and you're molding it and creating it, and here is the finished product, and you can sit back and look at it, and you're proud of it. And you're just like, oh, this is my baby. You know, that's how I look yeah. at it. You know, it is a huge passion for me. I have not had any passion, anything. And I love, I love singing. I sing every single day. <laughs> and mm-hmm. my level of passion for video editing and recording is higher than that. And I've been singing most of my life. And I'm not saying that I don't – I love singing. Now, everybody around the house gets tired of me singing sometimes, I'm sure, because I, I remember when you and I remember when you and a friend of ours sung in junior high school. You might not remember that. You were standing there and y'all sung an In Vogue song. I remember that. Oh, you my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I sung at many – a few weddings, funerals, uh, 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 crazy things. <laughs> Well, honestly, believe it or not, every time it's almost time for me to get on stage, I get this incredible nervousness. But I don't allow any fear or nervousness or anything to divert me from what I really want to do. Go ahead and I give, can us be a little scared. Bit give us a little sample. Oh, my God. Did you, not, you did not just go there. Yes, I did. Uh, Blame Mike Fordham. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was not ready for that one. <laughs> See, you never ready. know what See, you're going to get on the brown bag. Isn't that right, Mike? I had to do it, man. <laughs> oh my Mike God. is a spontaneous guy. Just, just a little taste of something. Um. Okay. Um. Every time, every time somebody put me on the spot, I go blank. It never fails. <laughs> it never fails. 
We'll wait it out. When you think of something, you can just okay, come right Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, there you go. Like there you go. Yeah, I think of something, I'll just go in. Okay. <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, you were talking about aligning yourself, though, and uh, you know, with God's will and purpose. And you were talking about how things sort of, you know, will – you'll fall into something that your barriers will fall away. And there's a process, too, that accelerates after you find your purpose. That's how you know what your purpose is, regardless of what anybody's mm-hmm. saying or doing. It seems like your obstacles just fall away. And when that you align true. yourself with what you're really supposed to be doing, it just seems like you get so much done in such a short period of time, you sort of wonder what yes. you have been doing for the time before that. And, um, and, <laughs> and I think that's a key indicator for people to just you know, focus in and realize where they really have. Um, put themselves in line with God's will and purpose for their lives. Yeah, that is, that is that is so true. That is so true. When you are in alignment, you release resistance, and um, when you release resistance, you just allow. When you just allow, it's it's easy. You know, people say life is hard, and we're supposed to accept that. I don't believe that at all. Life is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be good and fun. It is. It. Uh, Bible even says he, it's His will that we, you know, be abundant, live abundantly. Abundant life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, I so heard so for many us to songs say that we're that supposed to struggle. That's not true. That's a lie. We're, we're not designed to struggle like that. We're supposed to hand things over to God and live in peace and harmony mm-hmm. and fun and happiness and joy. That's what life is supposed to be. You know, people say, yeah, we strung on the rough side of the mountain. It doesn't have to be rough. <laughs> I mean, really. Yeah, I mean, and I'm not saying that things don't happen in your life that are struggles. But then if you get into alignment, then God will be able to lead and guide you in a way that it doesn't have to be that. It doesn't have to be, life is not supposed to be hard for you. It's not. It's supposed well, to be fun for you. It's supposed we to be only peace and abundance. Minutes, only a few yes, minutes sir. left here, but I wanted you to just take a few moments and give a few parting shots uh, just to share what's on your heart. You've shared so much, and it's been so impactful, I believe. I know it's been for me personally, and I just believe our, our listeners and our uh, are soaking this all in. Just share in the last few minutes here, whatever God's placed on your heart that to help maybe inspire somebody on their journey. You know, a lot of people say keep God first, but I don't think people really know what that means. If God abides on the, on the inside of you, who are you really keeping first? Really, really, really. A lot of people look at the word selfishness as something that's bad and, 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 you know, yeah, you are supposed to give yourself in servitude and all that, and that's great. But as the analogy of the, the plane, if a plane is going down or something, the air pressure is, is messed up um, in the plane, and, you know, they always tell you, they tell a parent, put the mask over your face first, and then you put it over your child's face. Mm. If you're not take, taking care of yourself, you're depleting yourself trying to take care of other people. Mm. And that is something that people don't see. They think that's selfish. But if you're giving, 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 you have nothing left. Nobody's given to you. How sad is that? That's not, that's not the way life is supposed to be. It, it really isn't. You should be happy with who you are and how you are and accept who and how you are because that's exactly what God made you to be. Wow. Keisha, thank you for being on the broadcast. How can people <laughs> get in contact with you for your services for any reason? How can they reach you? Okay, so www.iliveonpurpose.com um, um, uh, My email address is Keisha, K-I-S-H-A, L-L-E-E, so it's Keisha L. Lee at Yahoo.com. Hit me up. Hey, thank you, Keisha. Appreciate you. You're welcome. Closing thoughts. The journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. What's holding you back from taking the necessary steps? Moving to your destiny. You don't have to be great in order to start something, but you have to start in order to be great. Until next time, love God, love people, and live on purpose.
Come on. It's the brown bag. We keep it fresh and hot. Come on. Brown bag. Forget what you heard. It's the brown bag. Conversation you deserve. It's the brown bag. 